I don't I don't know what motivates somebody to listen to any of the past shows. I mean, really, it's like what is what is wrong with you? Why why would you why would you do that? But but man, I, I I'm impressed when they do. I I won't lie, I'm impressed. It's October twenty fifth. Another wonderful Thursday night. And you're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 126, the premier podcast for developers and overworked, stressed out PHP developers, specifically, just pointing that out. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me, as always, are my two close friends, John Congdon, and Thomas Wrightup. Hey, we got the team back together. I know. It feels like it's been forever. I know. I know. I do want to make a correction to last week. I was listening, Mm -hmm. and you told Thomas that I was away with the family, and that was incorrect. My wife and I finally got a nice getaway from the kids for four days, which was incredible. Wow. Abandon your children. Yeah. Great parenting. You got to milk that, uh, that heart attack guilt while you can. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was planned well before the heart attack. Sure it was. Oh, I do have uh, receipts from that. Yeah. Is that? Did you did you have a good trip? Got a great trip. We went up to wine country up to Sonoma for the first time since we've actually first oh, time yeah? ever. How was wine yeah. country? It was great. Did- didn't see that one coming. No. Good one. Thank you. Yeah. It was just nice getting away. Did you uh, visit some vineyards or did you sample the product or what did you do? Yeah. My first time drinking since the event. So it was uh, oh. it was nice. We enjoyed the some event. mimosas, got on the plane. And for some reason, the flight from here to San Francisco, first class upgrade was only like $100 more for the two of us. I don't nice. know how that happened. So we we had first class on the way that. there, yeah. mimosas on the way up. It's kind of waste of a first class first class ticket when it's the flight's only an hour. It's never a waste. Well, it, never it, a waste. That's why it was a hundred dollars. Yeah. So it was nice. How, how did she feel when? Now did you have to fly back? Not first class. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Yeah, that's, right? yeah. that's the better pill. Yeah. <laughs> We came back southwest, and you don't have assigned seats, and it's just, you know, much more of a pain. Yeah, well, you can you can complain all you want, but I can guarantee that Eric and I have much more difficult times in coach than you do. No question. Yeah, no question. I, I start to hit that, that knee limit at six foot one where nothing is comfortable no matter what, and I'm wide enough that I can just barely fit in without having to... Uh, explain to people that yes, I bought two tickets for myself, but I can't imagine that Eric at what seven foot ten or something like that, what? just bouncing off at the top of the plane. I, I'm wide enough where I have to get a little momentum as I'm going down just to get that suction, you know, that <laughs> into the seat. Now, do you know that? Do you know the tricks with the armrests, though? All the armrests in a plane have to have to have a button on them that makes them flip up. You know, I, I saw somebody do that the other day, but it was only the outside one. the The two in inside ones didn't. Nope, do they that. all like, it's it's legal well, requirement. The, 
Really? really? Yeah, they have to have a button. Now, the, the button is nicely hidden so that you don't get too comfortable. But if you spend five minutes just feeling the entire underside of the arm, you'll eventually find mm-hmm. either a lever or a button that will let the whole thing flip up. And if you're sitting on the aisle side and you're a larger gentleman like myself, then you can you can just have it flipped up enough so that your leg fits under it correctly instead of being smashed into it. And no That's one can what tell. I do. So, yeah, typically I, I have my beautiful wife that I travel with, and, yeah, we'll we'll bring up that armrest between between us because of that, yeah. And, and it's that leg, it, like you said, it's that upper thigh, that's like, God, it's being pinched. We're talking yeah. about taking care of that, though. Yeah, yeah. John and I, we're going to get on a regiment. His event has become my event. The event of so I I, I figured I, I've I've worked on my before picture long enough. And, uh, John's gonna John's gonna get me working on my after picture. So we, we I've got the I got the all clear. Next week I can start. Finally got got the okay to get back into uh, exercise mode. Just need to ease into it. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. we're talking about when we when we get the new office space. Getting gym memberships around the corner there. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a, a home gym. I, are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah got some uh, weights, got a bench, that kind of stuff. And uh, getting all the, the beer brewing equipment set up right next to it, too. So that while my wife's working out, I can be brewing beer. <laughs> you know, the, uh, <laughs> makes perfect see sense. What there. Yeah. <laughs> little, little garage the home conversion gym, work. The, the home gym thing it like is great for the first week and then you're like okay i'm done well i haven't however I had it for a week and haven't used it yet so we'll, yeah. we'll see so, so, you, so you're ahead of the money, game already money, money well spent right there so what you need to get simone gertz just released a kickstarter for her everyday cal- calendar Did okay you see I, that? yes i saw that and as much as i love simone i'm not putting <laughs> out 155 dollars for a wall of leds no it was 300 dollars, <laughs> and oh is it 300 yeah, it, it, it. I I immediately thought of ways to make it better because right now it's a single use thing. And I was like, it needs to have like a title at the top where you can say, okay, I want to track, you know, this and be able to switch between it and and so you can look back in time and say, okay, on this thing working out, I worked out almost every day, and then whatever other things you're trying to to accomplish. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that like. If you have it in your house and people see it, they immediately know that you're single because it achieves one one purpose for only one person. Right. And if you have kids, there's nothing in your house that only serves one person except for my Xbox controller, which the kids are forbidden from touching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some limitations, but good on her for trying something. I mean, it, she broke her record. Not her record, but... Uh, what she wanted to achieve on Kickstarter by a landslide. Yeah, like within the first hour, because she pre-announced it on Twitter, and I saw that and got excited. And then, and then I saw the final product, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, something to help it's, you motivate yourself." It, Already out yeah, of my bracket. It's a cool idea. It just needs work, and not for the masses. I bet no, a lot see, of people give have... Me, bu- give me a stick of chalk and a concrete wall and I'll do the same thing. I bet a lot of people that are, are backing it are just supporting her and 
what she's been through. I'm yeah, sure. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I, I, she, which she deserves it. The shit mm-hmm. she produces is amazing. Uh, she's hilarious and, I, I, yeah, oh yeah, the content she produces is is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think she's ever produced anything amazing. I, either that or you don't watch your show uh, very often. The tofu deer was amazing. Oh please, you gotta be kidding me. Your, your definition of amazing is your bar for amazing is pretty low. I was speaking, amazed by it. <laughs> speaking of tofu, uh, oh it's my horrible. god! If you say you, it's right. horrible. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh my god! If you if you tell me you're starting to like tofu, I'm gonna punch you in the no. groin next time I see you. But I haven't eaten more vegetarian like in my entire life than I have in the past few weeks. It's crazy. I don't know. Something's wrong with me. So what, your, is your your new exercise regimen going to be CrossFit, too, so you can just tell everybody everything about you in one sentence? Yes. Actually, speaking of CrossFit... See? <laughs> no, actually... Well, uh, I, actually, he, then he uh, he also has to vape there, then, uh, Thomas. Then, he, then he'd have all those annoying habits that he can talk little, about. Little mouth fedora. No, no a, a buddy of mine that uh, I used to work with at BowlingBall.com just posted a video he did his first muscle up and this is a guy i never thought would do a muscle up what's a muscle up yeah, i don't know what that it's, is so picture a pull-up bar you do a pull-up but continue to go up and push yourself up over it oh mm-hmm. that's a muscle up and it's one of those exercises that's not actually an exercise it's just showing off that you can do it well yes. whatever he Call did it. one and Get they're from the police they're mm-hmm. very hard to do if you like Mike Boyd's videos, his uh, where he learns things, yeah. he, he he takes yes, various things. And, I did see that it, one. Yeah, he did a muscle up challenge, and he was before he starts, he sets a goal, and I think his was three or five muscle ups in a row. He ended and up doing hard. his first one after like thirty five days. Yeah, if, it, if not longer, it was it takes a long time, yeah. and that's pure dedication to just doing that. Have you guys have, have you seen the CrossFit Games? No, it's they tried to make a sport out of CrossFit, and it's the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. Like, there's no way that the person who was insuring the event covered the insurance for the next year because the idea is to do these ridiculously stupid workout things, big heavy weights, kettlebells, crap like that, as fast as you can, and then run to the next thing and do the next thing as fast as you can. And like, you you could just watch people injuring themselves right off the bat like people were immediately on the ground with bones popping out of their legs it was the, yeah. it was the dumbest thing i'd ever seen and i could not look away sounds horrible well john you missed our little team get together today oh crepes i, I did you know, it was crepe thursday and uh because we had a few of the team members together. We were missing a couple, actually. Missing John, missing a, another developer. But uh, we all took a little field trip over to the new Diego dev offices. Oh, really? And uh, Yeah. You were able Everybody, to get in? Yeah, yeah. We, we got in. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the middle of doing construction. So there was the, the place was kind of in shambles. But, uh, we, you know, we got in. They got an idea of the layout and where things are going. Yeah, but did you flex on them, you know, though? You're like, yeah, all these guys doing construction work for us. They're, they're, they're building it to our specs. And, you know, it's just a little thing we're doing. <laughs> but everybody seemed to like the space. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm getting more excited. Like, 
the closer we get to to getting there, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about it. How much work have they done so far? Uh, I don't know, a good amount. I mean, I don't know how much detail you want to get into, but you know, they they, they had like the uh, they look like they're they're pretty close. Uh, the carpet still was there that needs to be replaced, and the the uh, renovations in the bathrooms weren't done yet. But um, yeah, they they taken down all the popcorn and pulled all the lights and did all that nice uh, all that stuff yeah spanish tiles not in yet but it's, <clears throat> it's been delivered well no it's the it's the it's the marble being imported from italy that's taking some time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, the moon rocks the fr- the, as well we got to wait for the next shuttle to go up and grab some moon rocks for us that franciscan style statue of john for the centerpiece is almost done <laughs> Almost, Almost, you know, yeah. it's being hand chiseled, so it takes a while. Well, and, and they have to anticipate now that he's going to look better because he's eating all this tofu and doing all this CrossFit. So, yeah, but they save time in the groin area. That doesn't take yeah, long. Yeah, no, just, 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 just shave it down until you right. can barely see anything. Yeah. That's right. Makes <laughs> makes perfect sense. Hey, are we going to talk development at all today? Any chance that might well, happen? Okay, no, don't Coding don't stuff? drop the ball on what you what? had done earlier tonight. Oh, I I okay. I was I was I'm not dropping any balls. I was I'm pleased. not touching any balls. I'm, okay, not that's not where I was going. I was pleased to listen to the triumphant return of Lara Chat Live. Triumphant return. Yes. Um, it was weird that you were the host. <laughs> I think I think everyone sort of realized that you were the host and decided that that was just best for the whole rest of the night. <laughs> Um, and then as, as host, it was great. Cause you pointed out that everybody else who was there. So you had, you had, it was you and four people or was it three? Yep. We had J, uh, we had J Mac, uh, Joe Ferguson, uh, Sean and Matt were all there. So they about halfway through the episode. Everyone was talking about what their latest projects were. And then it got back to Eric and Eric went, Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be here. This, this group is, <laughs> this group is way more qualified than I am. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, man. I mean, it's just, God damn, you talk about imposter syndrome. It's horrifying when you realize it's true. It's like, wait, what the, why the hell am I here? You guys are way above anything I'm doing. Yeah, so. I, it was J-Mac and, um, uh, da, 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 let me find his name. J-Mac and Joe Ferguson, I think, were both on their 12th conference of the year. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is just insanity. Yeah. And you have you have J Mac who who's who does uh, Laravel Shift like full time now. I mean that that's his main thing. And uh, Joe who's running uh, OSMI um, and uh, has a full time job. I mean that's that's not how he makes his living, but he has a full time job. Going to all these conferences, you have uh, Matt who just released um, Mission Control. Uh, which is a great little uh, online uh, monitoring, uh, bug tracking service that he created. And then you got me, just sitting there, like why am I here? And Sean, just, <laughs> and Sean, yeah, Sean. Sean's doing all sorts of things. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you everything Sean's doing because I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's public with yet or not. But he's got like, he's got so many coals in the fire right now. Or irons, irons in the fire. Right balls now. in the fire. Coals. I said coals at first. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't I didn't 
pointed out on on that show i probably should have because he he probably would have shared whatever he was willing to share but he's working on some pretty cool stuff really cool stuff and yeah then there's me i'm i'm having an office built but (laughs) but it worked out really well because every time there was there was a dead silence and there were a couple times where there was like a straight 10 seconds of dead silence but eric would go well, I guess I'm going to bring it back up again to go to the next person. And he, he was totally the host of the show. I mean, he kept he kept it moving. Funny is that I actually was going to bring J-Mac up on this show as well. Oh, yeah? Why is that? What are you yeah. going to bring I am starting a, with one of our clients, they're, they're getting all the developers together, and they're starting a book club. And tomorrow is our first book club meeting. And it, we're using J-Mac's base code book for, for this. <laughs> So he would have loved that, yeah. Yes, yeah, so just... I, I, ha- I have to say, J Mac has really become one of my absolute favorite developers to talk to. The guy, the guy is just so well rounded and, and and so humble. Like he even said today, he, he's he, he's like, yeah, I contradict myself all the time. I'm like, yeah, you kind of do, but that's kind of cool that you know that. But <laughs> and he was saying some stuff about his coding styles, where when he's talking about advice or what to do he doesn't like to say this is the way you have to do it he likes to say this is how you should this is this isn't how you should do it this is how i like to do it this is a way to do it this is a way you can do it but he doesn't get on the on the podium a whole lot for ways you must do things he Um, he does that all throughout his book too like there's no hard and fast rules but i i think i think it was was it him or was it uh joe who said have a strong oh man now i can't remember it it was a great quote oh yeah 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 yeah. um oh man i don't remember it either i know exactly what you're thinking yeah it's it's something along the lines of of strong opinion hold strong opinions loosely yeah 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 i think that was it actually it was something just like yeah it's very similar to that and it was i thought it was such a great quote as such a, a really brilliant way of thinking about programming paradigms and uh yeah really good show um thanks no i i I sat i did the whole thing i I really did enjoy it cool yeah i think it's gonna start to be a regular thing again um and and all all the all the props go to matt 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 got on uh slack and said hey guys uh, i'm recording today do you if you want to join great otherwise i'll just do it myself (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, we we've been in their defense, in in my defense, I, I I'm definitely involved with it. But we we've been trying to schedule a regular uh, show again since Laracon uh, Chicago, and um, it's again, like I said, Sean has just been just crazy busy on, on the stuff he's working on and has had no time and. And you know, I'm just I procrastinate and I don't I don't worry about it. But yeah, well, Matt just said, "Hey, I'm recording tonight. You guys will enjoy me great. Otherwise, I'll just record by myself." <laughs> it it would have been funny if not, nobody like I told everybody else to show up like 15 minutes later, <laughs> just like have Matt go 15 <laughs> minutes by himself. <laughs> 15 minutes is a little too long. I think he would have just given up at that point. No, he would have wrapped up the whole show. (laughs) Like, all right, well, that's about it. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Speaking of uh, conferences, 
Eric and I made the decision to go to PHP World. I heard about I think that's insane. Uh, Why is it insane? I don't know. You guys just don't stop moving. Well, actually, this is the only conference, with the exception of Way PHP, the only conference John's been to this year. And, again, the only other conference I went to was no, a last-minute thing. We did Longhorn. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah, you got, we did you do got long- kicked out of Longhorn. I just lied. Though. That's different. I just... Well, that's true. Good call. <laughs> yeah, I, I just lied to everybody on that other podcast. I, I thought we didn't do any any conferences this year. Because yep. we didn't do tech, right? Not this tech, year. Did we? Yeah. Was it? No, that wasn't this year. Right. I was so, yeah. I, I love the fact that, that Eric opened the show with, I mean, a good 15 minutes about Wave PHP. It, it was, <laughs> did he really? Yeah. And it, like they sort of didn't get back into the whole like oh by the way Lurchat is is back again until <laughs> probably fifty minutes into the whole thing, but I, every, everyone job, who was I well everyone who was who was on the chat though except for one of the sponsors had had been at Wave PHP and had something to say so it was it wasn't like a shameless plug it was just a. No, no, shameless yeah, it was shameless <laughs> shit. Was... Painted myself into a corner with that one, didn't I? Speaking of shameless plugs, we have some new Patreons. Patrons. See, Patreons. Pa- no, Patreons. He's right. A, 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 they're a Patreon. Patreon. They're a patron. They're a patron on Patreon. That's right. absolutely not true. Whatever. It, l- l- look at the interface. It, it, it says it right on the interface. So. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> you you want you want to read off the new patrons, Thomas? Patrons, our new our, patrons, our new patrons. Pa- well, we have we 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 should all be standing for this. We have no, Hans we Hans Kirschner. Kirschner, hello Hans. Really glad to have you on board, and uh, Frank Wallen, who long time friend of the show, long time. And Buttery Crumpets would like to point out that he is still a Patreon. <laughs> he is still, still the first Patreon. He 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 was the first one. Yeah. So no, huge yeah. huge thanks to you guys. Um, hey, we're up to a squad. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're, we, we're past a squad. We need, we, oh no, we need a we need another level now. I I never thought we'd make it to squad. I don't know what to do. Well, and we have to we have to put it out there for for our patrons too. We need to do reward levels and have no idea what to do outside yeah, of selling outside of selling Eric's old oh, electronics. I do have an idea. Oh, I forgot what it was though. I have an idea too. Oh. You guys you guys What's follow you? YouTubers uh yes. like real, yeah. the real pop culture stuff, the talk to the camera with edits yeah. and effects and stuff. I want to mm-hmm. do a light programming series in that style of the modern YouTuber style. Um, not something as advanced as like Kurtzstat, who does the animations, but something where there's a topic that's discussed. It's a well-written-out script with some animation elements, some visualization <laughs> elements. You know, there's, there's a guy who does like whiteboard-based uh, lessons about the economy and stuff like that. I, I think uh, a more teenager-friendly take on php or programming in general could be a popular concept interesting idea but we're definitely open to suggestions uh if anybody wants to suggest anything but 
I had a good one that I'm like, you know what? If we had like a, yeah, we could probably make that level. I have to, I have to rethink what I was, what I was thinking with that. But yeah, well, what we'll is, one of the issues stuff. is that you guys are contractors, so you already have levels of service per price set out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, well, maybe we'd make a level for a pair programming session, and then you look at your actual balance sheet for how much Diego Dev would charge for a pair programming session, and it's like, oh, we're going to need a $1,000 Patreon level? Oh, <laughs> that's not going to work out. Yeah, we'll come up, we'll come up with something. I, I, I still don't want... I, I'm, still, I'm still kind of wishy-washy about the whole doing things just for Patreons, but then... Then I'm like, but you have to, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. they, they, they're like a different level of, of support. So you got to you gotta give them something, uh, right? Everything I've seen is like, you get it a week early or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that works for us. but It doesn't because we do it all live. Yeah, we'll figure something out. If you, if you all have if if you have any suggestions, feel free. Or, or if you would say, hey, if you had this as a level, I would become a Patreon. Then... Tell us, and maybe we'll do that. But and I think we got stickers. We we can send uh, stickers to our our patrons. Just I just ordered a new round of stickers, and there is already a level for stickers. So don't don't just blanket don't Perfect. put that blanket Perfect. statement nope. out there. Didn't say anything. <laughs> Did not. <laughs> Didn't. But uh, and that and that's something else. I mean, uh, for Diego Dev, there's all these little swag things we order that we could we could easily do PHP ugly versions of it, and make those levels. I mean. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to spoil some things that we're working on, but we we just we just got in some swag for Diego Dev that I'm like, oh yeah, we could have easily done this for with a PHP ugly uh, logo and and like just have the whole thing keep it ugly or hashtag K U I on there or K I U keep it ugly. <laughs> so we do need to make sure that that doesn't reference any kind of white nationalist thing before we that's just, just check i'm first. always paranoid about that <laughs> just, i'm like first thing i'm like does anybody ever see this hashtag like nobody's ever asked hey why why do you put that hashtag on there so i'm like okay and then nobody sees it nobody cares or or it, you know it'll come back one day as something horrible yeah and i'm like ah. <laughs> well, you know you know there's you know there's always that one unlucky guy who's like like yeah drop my pizza on the floor don't you hate when that happens hashtag me too and then one day later no not that's not what that hashtag is for (laughs) you got you got caught up in something else funny uh you do you want to talk development issues i do i do i have a question for you john specifically you want to ask it before i talk about my thing no i want to hear john's thing first Okay, I've been over. I've been over. <laughs> I, I'm baffled by this issue I ran into this past week. We use Scrutinizer CI for doing automated unit tests and other static analysis, whatever. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why. I went into one of my uh, inspections, is what they call it on Scrutinizer, and the unit tests were failing. But it didn't. But it showed that it passed, and it was a it was a fatal error, like PHP unit fatal error out. And then Scrutinizer said, "Oh, passed." <laughs> I, I I go looking back. It's been this way for weeks and Be- weeks. Beautiful. To the point where there were something changed, and like a uh, hundred tests 
broke. So was it was it exiting without an error code, and then Scrutinizer yeah. was assuming that meant success? I guess. I mean, it was a PHP fatal error. I thought that was automatically a so exit, seems like a, an exit code. That does seem bad. <laughs> yeah. So now I now I have it like on my calendar every week to go check an inspection to make sure unit tests ran. So I, I missed it. How did you how did you actually catch it though? If if it Be- if scrutinizer said it, because I I know how scrutinizer the interface of scrutinizer is, and if it if it says it's pass, all you see is like a green bar. So I I've never clicked on to expand those green bars to see what was in there. What made you think to do that? I mean, I do that obviously not very often because it's been broken for a while, but I had created a really quick PR that for the most part only touched doc blocks. So it's just comments and code. It was one file, Mm -hmm. but it's core to the code base. And then in one function, I removed the ampersand to return a reference. So instead of function ampersand execute, which is a PHP 4 thing and whatever, I, I removed that. And somebody reviewing, I was like, are you sure that is okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And he said something about, let's make, wait for a scrutinizer to, to finish up. So I went and looked. I'm like, oh, the unit tests have already passed. And I just happened to click on it at that point because it was still doing the static analysis. So it was taking forever to report back to GitHub is what happened. Mm-hmm. So I went mm-hmm. into scrutinizer, just for some reason clicked on that tab to expand it. And I was like, uh, uh, What? <laughs> <laughs> first of all wow. i saw i saw a bunch of failed tests in the in the that screen and then scrolled to the bottom and saw fatal error but the bar was still green and i'm just flabbergasted by that uh, you have me going back down and checking all of ours jeez i i had an interesting one this week what was so that? wait did 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 john say how you resolved it how did you resolve it did you, I, did I, you test is passing cool? it's resolved I, I... <laughs> did you not pick up on that part <laughs> how did i resolve it I, I fixed the issue so that it didn't fatal error anymore <laughs> actually Great. oh you know what it, it wasn't fatal error it was fatal error it was running Maybe out of memory running. it was running out of memory my too was a running out of memory error well here's the funny thing the unit tests are horribly i mean they're they're old and poorly written in our bootstrap file, we allow up to two gigs of memory usage. Oof. So I'm like, it's running out of memory. What the hell? I bumped it up to three gigs, let it process again. Still fatal error in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, so you have an infinite loop then. <sighs> yeah, it, yes and no. It wasn't really an infinite loop. What it ended up, the, the, major, the major issue ended up being environment variables. We switched. Huh? We switched the config system from just an array of data to actually using a .env file, and I didn't update Scrutinizer. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, yeah, so that's your that's, that's your I, that's your second memory related issue with unit memory, testing. In I have memory issues all the time. I have a memory issue where. Something was causing, out of nowhere, just a bunch of of out-of-memory exceptions on our production server for one user. And uh, Hasn't this happened to you before? 
Yeah, but we never really resolved it because that one user was just doing something that was an Ajax request, so they would never even notice that it was occurring, except that the tiny functionality they were using was kind of broken, but just for them. It was something with caching, wasn't it? Like you needed to cache something? I did. I did or end up was... caching, and, and the caching in the place where I fixed it works perfectly, and this error is in the exact same place, but with a different type flag on it. So that's where it's happening again. Except that this one was really interesting I, in diagnosing it. Uh, we have videos that a user can favorite. And we have, I think, three users who basically press every single button on the website and favorite every single video. And that's one of those favorites, yeah. I mean, there's... There's users. They just do user stuff. There's no explaining it. But I decided, well, let's, okay, let's look at the table, how many records are in there. And I got the, the record count for the table. It said 1.4 million. And I thought, well, that's not too bad. It shouldn't be running out of memory with 1.4 million records. Um, but it turns out I, I can't read large sets of numbers without the commas in them. <laughs> so it was 14 and a half million records and what was happening is i was using laravel's relationship contains function so user favorites contains and then the favorite that they're trying to toggle right now contains loads every record and and not just the relationship record but contains actually loads the entire query which has all of the objects that match it the full object loads it into a collection and then searches for that record in that collection. <laughs> and so this guy just, there were so many records we ran out of memory before we could check whether or not this record was in the collection. Got that <laughs> fixed. That's finally resolved. Dug into it a little deeper and discovered that that pivot table we were using wasn't keyed for the two values we had a where clause on either Ugh. so it was an unindexed search without a temp table over 14 and a half million records every time someone did this and i started looking at all of my other tables i'm like oh shit nothing is optimized for the correct keys none of our where statements are hitting any indexes we're caching every single page which saves us a lot but we're caching things that are totally unindexed. So when the cache misses, then you're like you're looking at a five second load time on all of our tables. <laughs> Which means now I have to push out an alter table migration to production for tables with fourteen and a half million records. Yeah, that won't be fun. There are, it's not. Uh, there are Procona tools that will allow you to add indexes without mm -hmm. screwing up your... That's We're basically going to be doing tool. what they do by hand, which is to duplicate the table, which is a read-only action, so it doesn't lock the table you're reading from. You apply the change to the duplicated table, and then when the change is complete, you read the change log, apply it to the new table, and then replace the two tables with each other. Um... Procona has, yeah, nice nice tools for that. I've used it before. I've had to, like, my hatred for enums comes from this, where I've had an enum that we needed to add a new value type to, and it brought the system down for three hours. <laughs> so 
that's fixed. But it, it really, I got very nostalgic for the old days when, when my job was fixing a gigantic, completely unindexed uh, 50 million record database. And uh, it's it's fun to see performance go from five second queries to 0.02 second queries after one line of change. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eric, yeah. you had a you had a question for John. I did. Uh, you you know it's funny. Like now that we use Scrutinizer, and um, it's it's definitely one of those kind of perks of the job. But it's so weird working in code bases that we don't run through these analysis tools now. <laughs> it's it's I, I it, it, it's very uncomfortable. It's it's very unsettling now. But um, also uh, I don't know if I shared with you guys, John. I think you obviously know this, but uh, Thomas, I'll, I'll share with you. We have one of our developers, uh, Mar- Marcus Moore, uh, super talented uh, developer, and uh. uh, uh conference speaker i might add um at wave php but but i digress uh he he started working on bhat testing so we we've been we've been really pushing developers to start doing more php unit testing or or testing in general but php units kind of what everybody settled on and uh, we even have one of our clients kind of judges us a little bit on the code base how well the code base is doing by how well the coverage is they they ask that we report on code coverage um every every month or so are they yeah yeah are they on the are are they on the side of 100 percent code coverage or do they have at least a reasonable explanation no they're just looking they're just looking for for movement for improvement In, in the legacy code base they're just looking for improvement and the the new code base, they're just trying to get an understanding of how well the application is being tested. And to know um, that we are testing it, it's it's really more of that, right? So uh, so Marcus starts with uh, B hat testing, and um, it uses that Gherkin language, which is really cool. Uh, I even shared that with the client who they're scoping out these new applications that they're having us build. And I'm asking them, I'm like, hey, if you can scope it using this language, it we can actually do tests that validate when these pieces get done. And uh, every, everybody's kind of, you know, kind of on board. The, they're not, I don't, I don't know if they're actually going to use the Gherkin language to scope it like we're hoping. But I did share the test that Marcus had created. I, I did share that. And they could read it. I mean, it was, it's very plain English to them. They, they understood what the test was doing, but in, in that whole process, uh, Marcus learned that because my question was, what is this doing for code coverage on scrutinizer? So we understand that all it's going to do is improve code coverage. Right. But I wasn't sure if scrutinizer was catching that code coverage. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that a lot of the philosophy behind BHAT is don't worry about code coverage. Like, they really don't have code coverage in BHAT. Now, there's some packages and stuff that you can install to to do the traditional code coverage. But in general, the the kind of the philosophy behind BHAT is they don't they don't typically track code coverage. It's not it's not part of the it's not a feature of that of that testing platform. It's more of a if you have all your tests written. If you have all your scenarios written out, then your application is is covered. Yeah, I thought that's weird, but that's weird though, right? I mean, 
you still want some feedback that you're not missing anything. Mm. I mean, B-hat is, I thought, is intended I thought for was a different weird. thing, though, isn't it? It's functional testing versus unit testing, but you're still testing your code. But you have to define what functions you're testing, whereas in unit testing, you're defining things at a lower scope. But that's my point. Is like, if you're just defining what you're testing, you need some sort of metric to know what you're not testing. Right? I mean, how else do you know that you're not testing everything? Well, I know I'm not testing everything. I know I'm not testing anything. But but I'm saying in the B hat in the B hat world, let's let's say you write a thousand tests and you sit there and say, well, I've got I've got all my scenarios tested, so might well, I have a hundred percent code coverage. Yeah, but isn't isn't B hat a TDD language? I mean, isn't B hat yeah. designed for as long as the page renders, we don't care. It, it's meant to be to follow your storyboards, right? If so you're, if you're doing is so that for for unit agile? testing. I want to check that the number of arguments returned from a mail client or the certain values in an object get set correctly. For BHAT, you, all you care about is that the picture rendered is the picture expected. Hmm. So you do have code coverage as long as you have a BHAT test for every picture in your storyboard. Now, there could be a way of saying we have five storyboard pictures, but that's what Gherkin is. Gherkin is saying, here's our storyboard pictures. Do they pass? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I still need a number. <laughs> Eric it's, is it's, very it's upset that I'm right. No, I'm not. Why, well, why well, do you always <laughs> do that to me? I'm not upset. But I'm just thinking, like, as far as a client client perspective goes, I still, I still, see, I still need something to present to them. And, and I don't want to abandon BHAT because I, I see because because that's my business decision now. I'm like, okay, well, if I don't have anything I can present to the client, do I abandon BHAT and just say, don't worry about it, everybody do PHP unit testing? And I don't want to do that because if I can get the client, if I can if I can teach them how to give us requirements in BHAT, and then I can show them. Well, then there's your coverage. Oh yes, that's your your coverage is what they told you to cover. If if there's an yeah. error and it's on a page that they didn't write a hat test for, then you can say we didn't yeah, have a test of, for it. Instead of percentage now, it, it becomes we have two hundred tests. Next week is mm. we have two hundred five. We have two hundred five stories tested and they're all passing. Right, because you're not yeah. testing the code; you're testing the output. And there's only mm. X number of pages that should be output. I just need, I just need a way to automate that tracking. I, I see. I see what you're saying, and yeah, I just need a way to auto automate that tracking where I can just generate that number and say, well, you're, "Okay, yeah, here, here's how many, here's how many story stories we're." You're testing. in Laravel, right? I am. So count the number of of calls to the view method, and that's your hundred percent, and the number of successful tests in BHAT, and that's your successful test percent. I know. But what I'm saying is I, I need an automated way of doing that. You can That's count the number said. of views in your in your template directory and just pass that into a simple spreadsheet. You, so you're assuming I have a storyboard for every view file I have. What but for you, every you for every root level have... for every for every root level view. For every view that has a a, a route associated with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because then you're not actually counting tests; you're counting uh, files, 
in a in a folder structure. No, but that's right. your, and then he's saying then, he say, then you take that with the B hat results where it says uh okay, five tests okay or whatever the output is from that I can't remember anymore. And you say, Okay, I've got five tests passing out of twenty views, I've only got twenty five percent test coverage. Perfect. That's exactly oh, no, what I'm that, saying. That, that's 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 not what I'm worried about now. Though. That's that's what I'm saying. If I, I think you're right, just having, just having knowing how many B hat tests you have, and you're right. If it if it gives you that number, then, then I guess that would work. Yeah, that that was this the question well. for John? No, no. My question to John is: I know he works with somebody, uh, Tim. Uh, how do you spell? How do you say his last name? Lytle. Tim Ladle is working on a contract uh, that, that John's also working on. And he posted a very interesting tweet uh, last week. Um, and, yes, we're doing a hard change uh, in, in gears here. Yeah, Sorry it's for a hard left. anybody who might have been interested in that conversation. But apparently Thomas was bored with it, so we, we needed to move Just on. Just trying to keep things on track like you do for Laracast, Chat Live. Uh, he posted <laughs> on Twitter that uh, he has a Chromebook in... You know my history with uh, Chromebooks. I'm actually a fan. I bought my daughter one of the higher-end Chromebooks mainly because she had used a cheap Chromebook for years until the thing until she literally dropped it at John's house. Why? I don't know what was happening. She just was crying, so she doesn't like being around John alone anymore. Whatever. There was a broken laptop. That's all I know. For some reason, but, none of his cameras worked that day. Yeah, thirty all, all thirty 17. different cameras, all of them out. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, I went ahead and bought the higher end Chromebook for for her, and uh, I shared with you guys that I found out some interesting things. Like if you logged in with a normal Google account and not a, a Google Suites account, which don't even get me started <laughs> yeah. on that again. Because no, off. we're not oh going my to. Gosh. Keep going. I, I had I had to go through that again with with a device that I recently bought, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" But anyways, and what I'm referring to, anybody's interested, is if you have a Google Suite account, you're you become very limited as to what you. Can but do you're paying for the service. It makes no sense. And you have control over what people should and should not be able to do. And I should be able to say, "Yes, they can do this." I can't. Even, I can't send text via the Google Assistant from a Google Suites account. Mm-hmm. I can't check my I can't check my freaking calendar from my G- Google Suites account. Uh, all right. Anyways, I, I mentioned if you log in with a Google account, you can do things like install uh, Android applications, like applications that are on an Android phone. You can install them. Yeah, yeah. And I had heard that you were going to be able to install Linux applications eventually. But I'm like, okay, that sounds like one of those things that they're going to keep promising, keep promising, keep promising, and never actually do. And then lo and behold, uh, Tim sends out a tweet that he just installed PHP Storm on his Chromebook. What? He did? PHP Storm, like one of the biggest bloated, you talk about bloatware, bloatiest IDE applications out there, and he installed it on a Chromebook. And... Do you have any more information? Yeah, he installed it, and it's his wife's Chromebook, so he gave it back to her. <laughs> so he he didn't actually use it. Is he, it they, he, he said, as you an don't I, even know if it's functional. As an IDE, it seemed to work fine. Like you can start poking around at things, but outside of that, with 
Docker didn't work, so he'd have to install uh, PHP, Composer, Node, NPM, all those things, and he just didn't do it yet. What, so what's he, it using? I mean, where? How's the file system work? I mean, it still stores all the files locally, though. That I I don't know. Hmm. That's a, it has to, right? I, I mean, I don't, but I don't, I don't think it has that much. I don't know how much disk space it actually has. I, I'd have to. I'd have it's to like sixteen the, or thirty-two gigs. Yeah, yeah. So, so he just started poking around with it. But it's not like I don't think he installed Git in any sort of way to download a, a code base. So he probably just was like poking around in a fresh directory. Did, did he or do project. any sort of hack to even get it installed, or was it just something he could install? Uh, I don't know. Good question. Why? Why do I? Why do I send you on these special missions, man? You you, you come back with no information. Because when I asked him for an update, he just said he didn't really do anything, so uh, I didn't go any further. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'll try I was to get really more info for next that. week. I, I might have to snag the kids' uh, Chromebook and and start installing some stuff on that, because that would that that's that's very interesting to me. So. Did you, that was my just, question for Linux? Seems like it's what did, did 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 Eric say Linux? No, he wouldn't say such a thing. There's big news in the Linux community. What's going the on? Return? The return. The return. The return of Big Mac. The return of Linus Torvald. Now with optional email filtering. <laughs> oh, a, a newer comer, Linus. Yeah, the the new code of conduct has been adopted officially into the kernel. Um, He's going to be handing, he's going to be handling kernel stuff with uh, Greg K. Uh, as well, and he's sort of gone on a little tour about his changes and how he thinks things are important and not important, and that the community is bigger than him. And it's nice to it's a, it's a nice refreshing little uh, thing to see. How long do you think it's going to last? Well, he's because I mean he's he, still he wasn't gone that long. No. Yeah, but but it doesn't. He, he also wasn't gone that long, so he he didn't get that much help. A real a real good mushroom assisted introspection only takes a couple days. <laughs> no, mm. I, I think I think he recognized the issue and stepped away, and that's the most important part. Um, you know, I have I have high hopes. I mean, it was always a, a fun to watch him go off on uh bad developers so i don't i don't mind if he sticks around and does it still but i guess the developers that were contributing mind because he was he was sharp i mean he was real brutal Mm -hmm. and uh i i think i think there are a couple of people who abandoned careers as programmers because of conversations with him (laughs) so that's not great but still I'm glad he's back. I mean, he and he is brilliant. He knows what he's doing. He's good with a couple things, I guess. <laughs> One or two. <laughs> All right, is that it? Are we wrapping up? <laughs> I have plenty. It feels, like, it feels like a good spot to wrap up, man. You have items, like like lots mm. of items on your list here. Oh man, I've been drinking since three. I know. I, I caught that. I, want to talk I about. caught that when you started. Lara Chat Live, you opened by saying, I'm sorry, I'm already drunk, and I just, my heart sank. 
been there were still three? six hours oh, until we recorded. Oh, jeez. We should have. I almost, I, I got home early enough. I almost pinged you to say, hey, you, you ready to record PHP podcast? No, you should have, man. I was in rare form earlier. Jeez. Uh, got a three for a day. The, one of the big news items for the week is Zend, Zend Framework. Yeah. Um, so the announcement was from Matthew Weir O'Finney that the Umbrella Corporation of Rogue Wave Software will not be supporting the open source development of the Zend Framework ecosystem anymore. Well, first thing, I, I hadn't noticed, I, maybe you guys were aware of this, I didn't know uh, Rogue Wave had bought zen well, that happened which a while I guess ago it, yeah yeah I, I didn't i didn't know that yeah so yeah um and it's, it's not only matthew if you look out there there there's there's quite a few of these blog posts of, of people who are moving on but yeah it sounds like the i'm not sure where this leaves the zen framework um uh, it's, it's kind of I, I don't know what this means are, are they saying that that there is going to, there's not going to be a framework moving forward, or is it just going to be a, uh, a open source community effort? They, what, what are they saying? This is sort of the preliminary stuff. They're talking about evaluating options, quote unquote, evaluating options to ensure its continuation and longevity. So, I don't think Zend Framework is going anywhere anytime soon. But it is they're, not. They're looking for sponsors or yeah, somebody to, to bring them on to continue these things. It's not a rogue wave product anymore. Uh, it's just sort of an unfunded project at this point. Um, and it's interesting because Zen, Zen was, again, we, we've talked about it many times in the past, but back in the day, Zen was the catalyst that allowed me to bring PHP into a large enterprise because they yeah. checked all the boxes, yeah. you know? It's, when it comes it's, to enterprise frameworks, it was Zen and Symphony, and that's that's it, and that's still the case. Enterprise level pretty, frameworks, pretty it's much. just those two. Um, yeah. So I don't. I, I'm. I'm really curious where this leads the Zen framework as a potential enterprise uh, supported sort of solution. Yeah, that's. I, I wonder where it leaves their contracts. Um, if they have, they have contracts for support for Zen framework, but the project lead and senior developer are both taken off leaving the company and going somewhere else that leaves the framework in a very unstable position um mm -hmm. so that's it's I, it's I, I think they've i think they if I, I a lot could have changed but when i was dealing with them they bundled that support under a zen server license so right. you, you really you really got a zen server um support contract which would include support for the framework that that they they offered. Sure, but but so, if I bought a Laravel support contract and Taylor left Laravel, I'd be pissed. I I wouldn't care yeah. about the terms of the contract because I'd know that nothing is going to get done as fast as it would have been done before. Mm -hmm. Uh the to to lose all four developers, so this is uh Matthew Weir O'Finney, uh Enrico Zimwell Zeev Sarasky and Dmitry Stogov are all leaving the project. And if this is the thing that you're following and it's important to you and you're paying money for it, you're going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how Rogue Wave thinks that they're going to leverage 
Zen server after PHP 7 has been so startlingly, amazingly good. Because <laughs> uh, the benchmarks now of Zen server versus PHP 7 2 leave no room for question. Mm. Well, Zen server also has some pretty cool management tools. As, uh, back again, back in the day, I, I haven't looked at it recently, but it, they were always these like nice to have for an enterprise, but you know, overkill for for a small shop sort of tools. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like that they're not they're know. not they're not pooping on Rogue Wave. They're just saying that it was a business decision and everyone's going their own way. Yeah. Yep. Um, last week I had a really big question for John, and he wasn't here. He was not, because he didn't care about you, Thomas. I know. I cared about you. Oh, my heart, me. (laughs) What was your question? What are GitHub actions? I don't know. (laughs) That was worth the wait right there, Thomas. I'm so happy we brought that topic back up. No, it's, it's interesting. I... Oh, so you it's do know so, about it? You do. You do know what it is. You're just being a jerk. I know. I know what I posted in the Trello board. It's a a beta feature that they. Uh, I have not been accepted for, so I can't tell you anything about it other than it looks like a new CI tool being built by GitHub. So, I don't know if it's going to benefit PHP developers at this point in time or not. It really. It, it really does look like end to end CI. Right, but. Are you are they going to have the bells and whistles like a scrutinizer or other platform that has inspections built in, or is it really just, hey, somebody pushed to this branch, I need to perform these tasks? In which case, you have to put all of those pieces together yourself. So that's that's what I was wondering: is how does this integrate with development on a project versus development on pull requests? Because I could see this working really well, validating pull requests. But if you're submitting straight to the project, the idea with the CI is to to get it, catch it before it hits your Git repo. Well, it's going to be based on PR, I'm sure. Hey, PR is opened. Run these tests. Well, so if I'm working on my own project with Laravel Collective, I have to develop it on a different uh, fork of the project to get this functionality. Why, why is that? Because I push directly to the IronQ repo. Is it going to stop me from pushing? Or is there going to be a pull request from within the company functionality, from within the existing project? So there's no such thing as a pull request for an existing project to an existing to the same project, right? Yeah, yeah there is. Branch yeah, to branch. We do, it yeah. all, we do it all the time. You, if you push to to a separate branch, you can pull do a pull request from that branch to master. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> this is, do you guys do you guys support any open source projects? Because I do. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> to answer your question, no. I use all closed source. Hey, Thomas, did you catch that? I, I got to give. Uh, we talked about how smart JMac was earlier, but mm-hmm. I got to give him a, a, a right answer or, or, or give him some right direction. Did we broadcast that? I think we broadcast. I don't. It. I don't know. 
that doesn't sound right. No, we must have broadcast it because Frick was giving him a hard time on Twitter <laughs> about it. He was talking about caching. Um, he was trying to cache uh, a view. So he, he was. <laughs> no, he was trying to cache routes in Laravel. Right. While I was listening route, to the podcast, route, I thought route, this was really Laravel centric, though. And then I, I remembered, <laughs> oh, right, Larachat, right. Yeah, it's Larry Chat. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was trying to cache a route that all it was was a closure to a view. Right. And he's like, yeah, and, and you can't cache clo- you can't cache closures. And I'm like, well, you know, there's that new route view, right? I wonder if that's cacheable. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he did I, again. Well, he, I, I don't know where he was talking. I don't know about, where we could. Uh, he was talking about writing a PR for Laravel to add that. <laughs> Dude, that was the worst part. <laughs> and it was, as you said, I I think that exists though as just route view. And then, uh, so so he actually I, again I don't know if we broadcast it or not, but he he had to go through it and validate that that would actually cache, and it does. He's like, oh yeah, He's like let me make sure this actually caches. And he 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 went through it. He goes, oh yeah, it caches, great. Oh man, but but Freck, as we're having this conversation. He even mentions, I know there's going to be somebody on Twitter that gives me a hard yeah. time about it. Oh, yeah. And before before he's able to finish that sentence, Frick had already tweeted, you yeah, read the fucking manual. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, that whole chat conversation because he retweeted RTFM to everybody who responded to that tweet. <laughs> 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 that was great. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, uh, I do. We have. I kept forgetting to give a shout out to because we are a morning radio show, and I like to do shout outs to uh, Syntax C on Twitter. Um, this individual not only burned through all the PHP Ugly podcasts from beginning to end. And I mean, like one right after the other. He did it for like three different, three or four different podcasts. It was us, um, uh, North, I think North Meets South, uh, Dads and Dev, uh, Roundtable. I think there was, a, I think there was another one or two that he was burning through, and uh, we got a special shout out on uh, the PHP Ugly. He goes, he says, chatty dudes at PHP Ugly, catching up on the various PHP podcasts. I have more of the ugly than. All the rest combined. <laughs> so his uh, his little podcast uh, catcher feed was a uh, was a little ugly. If uh, I do say so myself. That's because everyone else gives up after like twenty episodes. Like I, I I don't I don't know what motivates somebody to listen to any of the past shows. I mean, really, it's like what is what is wrong with you? Why why would you why would you do that? But. But man, I, I I'm impressed when they do. I I, I won't lie. I'm impressed. We need to we need cool. to send them stickers. <laughs> All right, is so that it? Are we are we done right now? Level. No. Why would we be done now? I haven't done any doom and gloom. That's why. Well, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure you did. Shit, I don't have any. Damn it, liar. I, so weird. I know. I know. Despite being big in Japan, we do have American listeners. So get out and vote. Yes. Uh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna make a buttery crumpet uh, reference there for some reason, because apparently he's big in Japan. You know, he's like six two. Yeah. <laughs> he he does say he has a problem with doors. 
Um, yeah, get out and vote. Uh, it's, you know, pretty important. My my daughter is still running for mayor. Uh, that's something we haven't really talked about. We have. If you want to talk about it. Go for it. Yeah. She's outpacing us on funding. She is totally blowing us away on funding. I tell you, it, it's amazing how many people are contributing to her campaign. I mean, she she had to go and, and do the research because you can't just accept money. I mean, there, there are rules and regulations around how you accept money. And so she's like, you know, people want to give me money. I got to figure out how how they can give me because they were just walking up to her at these events. She would be called, she'd be asked to come speak at an event like young Democrats or something. And she'd go and speak and people would literally walk up to her and hand her a check. I'm like, what the hell? I am in the wrong damn business. I need to be a politician. But Thomas, Thomas, you'll like this one. Mm-hmm. I get a, I get a message from her. She babysits my kids pretty regularly. And she was her. scheduled to baby, babysit tomorrow. And she writes to me on Slack. She goes, I'm really sorry, but I've been asked to speak at this this thing on Friday. And um, I'm babysitting for you, but I'll help find another babysitter. I don't think it's an opportunity I can pass up. And she goes, but if I, uh, but if I can't, like basically she was saying, if I said she had to be here, she would be here because she committed to me first. Yeah, so you didn't let her like, off the hook, right? Of course not. <laughs> I need a babysitter, damn it. Yeah. I don't care who's speaking there with you. <laughs> no, I, I told so, him, oh, no, you better go speak there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. She was at some dinner tonight, and it's so weird because she's, she's still my daughter. And she's walking out the door. I'm like, hey, you know, where are you going? She goes, oh, I, I got this thing to go to this, this dinner thing. And I'm like... Okay, um, so you're fed. That's, you know, that's good for me. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. Oh, my God. And then, you know, of course, she starts sending pictures of this dinner she's at. She goes, you know, look at all the... And it's like it's like just the super nice political little dinner gathering thing. And, and she's like, you know, it's funny because she's so modest. And she's like... I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I'm like, no, that's exactly <laughs> where you're supposed to be. She goes, she goes, uh, she says, I don't know. She goes, I don't know what I should, what I should do. I'm like, you should walk up on stage and act like you own the motherfucking place. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, well, everybody's eating. I'm like, I don't care. You go up on stage right now. <laughs> I mean, don't, but she's, um, don't do that. Don't take your father's advice, please. <laughs> This this is why she, she she does not come to me for advice at all. I don't know what she's doing. Like ninety percent of the time in her campaign, I have no idea where she's going, who she's talking to, what events she's. She got a website. Didn't come to me. She didn't want me to do her website. Really? You know. Oh yeah. No. No. One of one of the um, one of the people uh, who's following her campaign did the website for her and in in said you know hey you know here here's a website and. So she's like, yeah, you know, I got a website, Dad. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not hurt. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's it's good website. <laughs> what Stupid is a WordPress website? website. It's yeah. a wor- it's a web WordPress website. Oh, let's hack it. Yeah. Do you uh, even I, know I what the get... domain is? I think it's Emily for Mayor uh, dot WordPress dot com. <laughs> Emily the Emily the number four Mayor. I want everybody to go there. Emily, E M I L Y, the number four, 
mayor, M-A-Y-O-R dot WordPress dot com. That was way better than anything uh, you would have produced for her. Yeah, no, it, it's good. <laughs> but, uh, you should bill her, but yeah, bill her anyways. But this is the type of stuff she's she's getting done, you know? She just, like, she gets the stuff done. And the kid, I keep calling her the kid, but she's not a kid. Oh, she's a candidate. You know, she, she has gotten so involved with this now that she's pretty sure she wants to continue. Like, regardless of the outcome of this election... Mm. She wants to continue because she she actually feels like she she realizes she goes these are the people who are shaping our world. She's like, and I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, they're all old people. <laughs> she's like, there were there, there's a lot of old white men. She goes, none of them are representing anything I want. I I, I need to be in there. I need to help shape the direction. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. You know, you're you're right. You know, if young people want change, young people need to get involved. And so she really seems pretty kind of focused on this now. And the, the, just all the work she's been doing and all the work she's been putting into her campaign, uh, you know, it's, I got to hand it to her. She's, she's, she's putting in the hours. And oh, and she's going to be on the news. Uh, John, uh, KUSI, tomorrow at 5. Uh, they did an interview with her um, today, and they're, they're going to broadcast it tomorrow at 5, I believe is what she said. Cool. So, That's what uh, got my alarm set for. I think it's 5 in the afternoon, not the morning. Oh. Actually, I don't know now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I, I, I guess I should get that clarification. So, five p.m. Five p.m. She says channel eight at uh, five p.m. So, if you're in San Diego, San Diego area, channel eight, five p.m. Uh, tomorrow, and you can watch my daughter, the uh, mayor to be, um, in her first television interview, which should be interesting. Yeah, it should be excellent. She's there she's a go. good speaker. I've <laughs> I've watched her talk you out of plenty of situations. <laughs> Thank you, Buttery. Buttery said she, he would vote for her, so I appreciate that. It, it's cool. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, people are doing mail-in ballots, and people are sending her pictures of them voting for her on their mail-in ballot. It's Aww. so weird. It's it's so weird. I'm like, man, I'm almost gonna have to vote for you now. Like, I feel <laughs> like I'm gonna be a jerk if I don't vote for you. A little, a little bit, not entirely. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it that wasn't doom and gloom but that's no all I have. no i have i have no doom and gloom i think it's wonderful uh get out and vote uh if you're not in poway you can't vote for emily but find someone that you can vote for um check out the judicial review website because on my ballot i had eight judges i was asked to decide whether or not they should stay in office there's no party affiliation for judges and it turns out that one of them was not recommended by the state judicial review because of conflicts with defendants. <laughs> so, nice. And his response was, "Was if I'm enforcing the law, I can be as much of a dick as I want. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's the one that got the no vote from me. But yeah, do your research. Um, you can get sample ballots from uh, the Pod Save America guys. Uh, so if you don't know what your ballot looks like and you're not getting a mail-in, then you can actually print out a 
sample ballot for your area and fill it out and then take it with you to the poll and just copy it straight over. So yeah. check that out. Good job. A little public service announcement there from the Thomas Wrightout. Doing what I can. I, I, know in our, I know in our area, it's kpbs.org does, like, goes over both oh. sides of the argument. So your local PBS station, I'm sure, has something for your area. Mm-hmm. Yep. So trying to, trying to learn about all the things that are on the ballots. Such a pain in the ass. I've already, I've already voted, so. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, Colorado doesn't have polling places. Colorado has no polling so what do you do? You, what do you everyone's do you mail everyone's mail in. Oh, that would be nice. I thought about doing that. I mean, just get it out of the way, but it's Jackie real nice because it. they they hit you up three times before they send you your ballot to say, "Are you sure you still live here? Are you sure? Are you sure? Don't forget, if you move, let us know here. Are you sure? Like they're really on top of you with emails, with phone calls. It's voting out here is so easy and nice. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up. What is this episode? What? 120. I was just arguing. 126. 126. PHP Ugly. We're going we're gonna to say that that's in the can. So thanks everybody for listening. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Conger. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it Keep ugly. It ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.